The following podcast is brought to you by Cast Content Media. Hey guys, it's Ron Worley, your most imperfect host of Sons of Ditches. People are liars, thieves, addicts, and assholes. Some people change, and a few make a difference. But everyone has a story. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Sons of Ditches. This is Ron Worley, your host. And we are brought to you by CastContentMedia.com. That's our wonderful producers, and you guys need to go check them out. We have a radio station as well. Uh, find us on uh, ronworley.com, sonsofditches.com, YouTube at Sons of Ditches. A lot of places to find us. I have all the social media as well. Today, I'm excited because I brought my son, Brendan, to come in and tell us a lot of things, and I'll get into that in a minute. But, Brendan, welcome. Thank you. Another show. Uh, so you are my oldest boy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but you're also, uh, the one that really took to the worldly way. Um, you've used it to model your life and I wanted to share that with our listeners. Um, basically let them know that this shit works. Yeah. You know? Um, so first of all, we sound alike. Yeah. So if you're just listening, this may be an issue, uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, on Spotify or wherever you're listening, I, it, you know, I don't know how we're going to do that. There's no way to tag it. So no. hopefully just pull up the video too. Uh, but we, we literally sound alike on video when uh, we've heard ourselves, right? And phone calls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Brendan. So give us a little bit about you. Uh, let's do this. Uh, what year were you born? I was born in 99. Oh, shoot. And your birthday is? September 27th, 1999. There you go. Mm-hmm. I knew that. It just takes me. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we just celebrated your 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so tell us a little bit about your life growing up uh, in general. Were you, you were into sports? Oh, yeah. Big into sports. And I mean, you guys as parents maybe try everything. So that was always good. And I got to kind of pick what I liked. And so, yeah. And so I naturally gravitated more towards football and track and basketball. Um, and then gradually that turned into track and football and then eventually just into track. So that was kind of that. And as for like school and everything, I was always pretty decent in school just cause I tried hard. I wasn't necessarily the smartest, but, um, I tried hard and made it to college and now I'm pretty close to graduating. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, he's not lying. So, uh, Brendan isn't naturally gifted at having brains. Like you literally had to work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to do the homework, be very uh, organized, and just really have your shit together. Yep. And really, you were motivated by sports because if you wanted to play sports, you'd have a good grade. Exactly. Right. Um, so we did have a rule that you weren't allowed to date until you were 16. What was yes. that like? Well, it was a rule that all of us kids broke at some point in our life, uh, which isn't necessarily a great thing, but um, I don't know. It was weird because at first it was not only could you not have a girlfriend, but you couldn't text girls. And so that kind of put like a damper on like, Oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be socializing with girls. And so kind of made you feel weird and antisocial for a lot of it. But I feel like it also, I mean, I didn't until I was 16 understand why it was even 
a thing. Yeah. I kind of thought it was dumb, just like the rest of my siblings do. But um, <laughs> when when we turned 16, we all, well, me and our my brother Aaron, he we kind of realized, like, you did it because, like, you don't need to be doing that early on in your life. And then once you hit 16, you kind of have a respect for yourself to the point where you're like, maybe I don't even need a girlfriend. So, I mean, both of us, we turned 16 and then we were like, you know, not, we didn't go out and get a girlfriend right away because we were kind of like, Oh, we kind of like, you know, we respect ourselves and we were, we're going to wait for what, like the best opportunity to come by. And so, Yeah. yeah, it worked out. I mean, I, I think uh, you, both of you became a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls all wanted to date you, uh, but they couldn't. And so that's not why we did it. But in my head, that's what justified it uh, because I knew <laughs> it was mean. I knew it was. I knew it was hard. Um, I started dating, at, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And uh, it, we, I was too immature and I was stuck in the story all the time. Mm-hmm. I was always having drama with girls and it just took me away from sports. It took me away from school. Mm-hmm. Um, it caused me to, you know, I had sex too early. You know, there was just a whole growing up thing that we were trying to hold off on you for. Um, you know, so I think it worked. You actually followed the rules. Yep. Um, small threats here and there and mm-hmm. you made it work and then you've had great relationships since then yep long lasting not a lot of them mm-hmm. uh what i consider to be healthy so all right so what we're really here to talk about is how did first of all uh listeners like w- the the whirly way is the staple of everything we do right mm-hmm. um you were how old were you when we first posted that up on the walls i don't know for sure but it was definitely within my middle school days. So I would say probably seventh, eighth grade. So about 12. Yeah. Okay. So you were 12 years old and dad posts this damn Mm -hmm. whirly way on the wall. And I say, we're going to start following these. And this is how we're going to, you know, this is our family believes in this. Right. And the first one at the top of the chart is family, Mm -hmm. hard work, friendship, freedom. And I just go down the list, right? What was your first thought? Can you remember anything about it? I definitely remember when we moved into that house that maybe it wasn't right when we moved in, but when we were living there, I walked into my room one day and it was just in there (laughs) and I didn't really ask questions. And I feel like we didn't really talk about it too much until, um, people like siblings started getting in trouble and then they had to recite the whirly way. And that's kind of when I like looked at it and was like, okay, like I understand that it's there and that we need to follow it. But I think my, also my initial reaction when I saw it was, okay, family first. And then second one's hard work, work ethic. Like it wasn't like I needed to read that. It was kind of something I was already learning to do before you even put that there. Right. Just by the way you guys raised me. So, I mean, it was like, now we had them in writing, but it almost seemed like we were already living that way. So. Yeah, we, we, I didn't go too far off of mm. what we were already teaching. All it was was a marker, uh, something to look at, something to refer back to when yep. we needed to. Um, and specifically when your brother was, I used, used it a lot on him mm-hmm. and your sister. Um, and, you, you know, you got to a place in your life. Well, so you, you followed it. You went to college too. Uh, you are my only child that went to college. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you're about to graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to go out in the world and do nothing in your yep. major. You're majoring in what? Accounting. Right. And you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I've always, I mean, we made it prevalent that you will pay for college. Um, 
I don't know if you felt the pressure, but I think sports helped you get to college because you wanted to do some yeah. track. Of course. And, you know, you're a D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but mostly that's just how your brain worked. Like, yeah. you know, it was a good idea for you. Mm-hmm. Your siblings didn't go to college. Yeah. Right. And uh, But you're all three have the hustle and the smartness. And um, now... The Whirly Way, how has it affected you since you've been out on your own? By the way, all three of these kids had jobs at 15 years old. All three of them moved out when they were 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I think you were 19 and Peyton yeah. was 17, but thereabouts. And mm-hmm. we made you stay in our house while you were in college yeah. that first year. Cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was my money save. But anyways, um, so now you're an adult and the Whirly Way is still active in your life? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um but you came to me like a year ago mm-hmm. and we went through some of the stuff and you came up with your own value. It was actually a little bit longer than a year ago. It was I'm trying to think probably four months after I moved out. Okay. I started having some issues just with social groups and stuff like that. And you, I came to you and asking for help. And that's kind of when you started like man coaching me and it helped a lot. <laughs> I want to say that happened in October and we kind of like got to then create values by December. So it was like a nice little three month process that was really, really helpful for my mental state for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that like when I first moved out, obviously I was still working at Casadores. Um, and it was like, I, that summer, right as I moved out, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to work a lot. And I was working six days a week at a restaurant and working morning shifts just cause, and, um, yeah. And I think it helped a lot with track too. Cause when I moved out, it was like, okay, I know that I need to stick with athletics. It's not like just a way to s- stay away from the house for a little bit longer. Like now it's like work ethic and same with keeping a job while running track. And it was the work ethic was definitely there. The whole family thing got a little bit harder. Cause obviously I didn't live with you guys. Yeah. Um, but then we created our family dinners every Thursday. So we made a way to go and see family and make sure family was first. And anytime there was something going on, whether it was somebody's birthday that week, we always made it happen. Everybody be at dinner that day. So, huh. I mean, we, we made it work for sure. Yeah. And it, so do you feel that it's important for you guys to have that Thursday night dinner? Oh yeah. You like it? Yeah. I look forward to it. So. Okay. That's fair enough. And now you've brought your girlfriends mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's, it's been, I think pretty cool. Yeah. I, I brag about it. Me too. I, I mean, all my roommates too, they're always like, Oh yeah, we can't do Thursday because Brendan has family dinner. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I got family dinner. So don't try to ask me to do anything. That's crazy. Justin knows. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I got family dinner. Well, you have to hang in there for a couple hours and, and then you can go party or do whatever you need to do. Um, so, so do you, what was, uh, I remember helping you make your values. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple were the same. I think we changed, uh, family to pride. Mm-hmm. Do you remember some of your values? Do you? Have- yeah, I know that the first one, well, the first one was family, but we changed it to pride, which was more just like taking pride in being who I am, like being yep. a Warly and um, I, my family as well. It kind of extended to that. And then the second one was, um, was still uh, work ethic and yep. hard work because yep. those are two of my most important values. Yep. Um, I know that then it went to honesty, just like the Warly way. But then I think four and five is when it kind of changed. And I think when we originally talked about it, it was, um, I was being too selfless and not selfish. And so what we did there was just switch those around. And so four was selfishness and then five was selflessness. So nice. Yeah. Which is really cool, man, because 
uh, we can give too much and it can harm us. So, mm-hmm. uh, you're right. You, there was uh, a time when you gave a shit about what other people thought yep. you were doing, what other people wanted you to do, particularly people in your family mm-hmm. and that were close to you. Uh, and it was hurting you. So it was time to step up, be a man and do your own thing. Yep. And it's pretty cool that you've done that. I mean, you've you've literally been the epitome of what I consider like a success of what we're doing. Now, that all said, here we go. You, you've done the Worldly Way. You grew up with the Worldly Way. Um, you've used it in your own life. And now you have your own values. And it's time for you. You have now gone out and gotten a real job. Mm-hmm. Um, and your interview, I hear. So your boss called me. I was talking to him. He's at a lending company. I'm a real estate agent. Therefore, our companies cross quite a bit. And so Billy calls me and he explains to me why he hired you. Are you aware of why he hired you? I think you've told me this because I mentioned like, hey, what are the company's values? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in your head, you're in this interview um, and apparently it stuck with you that you needed to talk about values. Mm -hmm. And uh, he mentioned that several times during the interview, uh, you spouted off your own values. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you turned it around on them and asked them, well, what are your company values? Yeah. And, uh, it, what was their response? Um, it felt, well, first of all, it felt good to put him on the spot cause he didn't really have a response right away. He was kind of like, Oh, that's a good question. I was like, yeah, good. I got one. <laughs> um, but I think that initially he said that honesty was a big one and loyalty was also a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were the two that he talked about a lot on that interview was, first of all, if you're not going to own up, if you make a mistake, then you shouldn't be there because yeah. mistakes are going to happen in the lending business. And so you just got to be honest so they can get fixed faster. Right. Um, the other one was loyalty. He doesn't want people to just come in, get their license and then go somewhere else. So, right. I mean, he was like, made it very apparent that it's a team there. It's a, it's a culture, it's a family. So if you're there, you like the people that are there. And the reason you're there is because you got to interview with them and they like you too. So you either fit in. And if you don't, which I've seen a couple times happen, somebody gets hired and we realize two weeks later, they don't really fit our culture and then they're not there anymore. It's just kind of how it works. Really? So, yeah. So he, he had values and he didn't really talk about them. They weren't to the forefront, but they were in there mm-hmm. and you kind of caused him to yeah. So actually I haven't even told you about this yet, but last week we were supposed to have a meeting. He told us on Monday, he was like, we're going to have a meeting Friday. And I want you guys to come to this meeting with what you think are our values for this company. Awesome. And right away I was like, Oh, this is, I did this. This is cool. So, yeah. um, unfortunately we got really, really busy on that Friday. We didn't get to go over them and some people were gone for weddings and whatnot. And so we didn't get to go over them Friday, but I think everybody got to sit down and like write them down and kind of think mm-hmm. about it, which was good. And I'm sure we'll probably go over it this Friday. So yeah, that's sick, dude. Yeah, that's really that's awesome. Cool. So you're you're kind of starting that culture. Yeah, and I think uh, his company embodies their own values. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody I've met there has been awesome, and their work ethic is great, and uh, we're all like minded mm-hmm. uh, people and. If they're not, they sure aren't talking about it. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's all good. That's yeah. that's great. And it's a great place for you to work. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of growth in there for you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and really, for coming out of college, it's a pretty damn good job. Oh, yeah. Still being in college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited for it. So Yeah, well, that's good. I, I am excited for you. Aaron and I are both excited for you. Um, but more importantly, I'm just happy that all this shit I've been preaching yeah. Has actually come to work. Um, you know, Aaron and I have different 
styles of raising kids, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I've always wanted it to be, you know, I talk to your heart and then you make up your own mind and make yeah. up your own mistakes, go out and fuck it up, um, once or twice, but try not mm-hmm. to do too bad. Yeah. Know? Don't, don't screw up and go to jail, mm-hmm. but you know, go out and fall in love and break up and, yep. uh, get fired and do all that stuff that, you know, you have to do at a young age. Get some experience. Get some experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so on this show, we speak about B, talents, values, purpose. I'm going to ask you, I want one of each. So what's your talent? Let's start there. What's your talent? What do you think your talent is? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's on the spot too. That way I get you. Yeah, you did get me for sure. Um, I think that one of my talents is just kind of, I don't know if it's a talent, but I am pretty good at just like going with the flow, putting my head down and making things happen. I feel like a lot of the time when things get rough, people start to freak out and mm-hmm. I'm more of like a, just don't talk to me and let me get it done and let right. me figure it out. So I don't know if that's necessarily a talent or but, if it's something that I've learned, but I mean, I think I'm really good at just quieting the noise and getting it done, just doing what I got to do. So it absolutely is a talent. Because not everybody can do it. So mm-hmm. it's what makes you unique. And you have a lot of talents. I mean, aside from being athletic, yeah. those kind of talents, that's physical talentedness. But everybody has talents. Mm-hmm. They just don't always know what they are. Or they don't consider them talent. Just like you said, everybody I've talked to said the same thing. I don't okay. know if it's a talent, but yeah, oh, you it, know. It's, it's in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, values. Uh, top value you use in your life. Oh, hard work for sure. Okay. I think that every single day I wake up and I'm going to work and I'm there, I'm just grinding out hours, trying to learn as much as I can, trying to get licensed and then come home and I'm still in summer classes. So I got to work my summer classes and then got to do laundry, house stuff. And I just think that I'm kind of getting into real life, but most people kind of shy away from that and go, no, I don't want to grow up. But I'm like embracing it. I love it. So I'm excited. I think that's very true about you. I love that you said hard work because that's always been my go-to. And uh, so in general, how many hours a week do you think you work at going to school, working? Uh, I know Friday nights or Fridays are a 13-hour, 14-hour day for you because you work two jobs Mm -hmm. that day. So luckily um, at the lending office, we did just kind of cut back overtime. And he said he didn't want anybody working overtime since we have enough people working. So that one typically hitting 40 hours a week. And then, um, I've been working the restaurant still two nights a week. This last week was three nights, but, um, so typically between the two of them, about 46 to 47 hours, just between those two. And then, um, I mean, these summer classes are elective, so they're not super hard. So I'm probably roughly putting in another two hours there. So 49 to 50 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) And you managed to find time to be social as well. Yeah. With my roommates for the most part. A lot yeah. of people are home for the summer, but yeah. Right. So, but you go out and party, you have a drink here and there, you have fun and yeah. do your thing and still be a kid. Make time for it. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. So really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I want to say something. Let's see. What is something fun that we could talk about? All right. So what is the... Worst thing about your parents, what's the thing you hate the most about your parents? And then I'm going to do the opposite, what you love the most. Okay, in general, I hate that both my parents are so opposite. Because, (laughs) like, 
it makes it so difficult when it comes down to the way that, like, I guess me and Peyton were both differently raised, yeah. even though we were raised by the same people. But it's like she went more with, oh, mom, I listened to mom more. And I was like, no, I listened to dad more. And so we're completely different people. Yeah. You and mom are completely different people. And so it's just like, it's hard because then mom will say something. And I'm like, well, I believe the opposite because like dad says, I don't know what's going on. And yeah. so... Yeah, I think that's probably the hardest. So it's interesting you say that because we basically, you had to choose sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I mean, I can't, it makes me giggle kind of because, uh, you know, Peyton may have listened to your mom more, Mm -hmm. but she was crafty about it because she did that in order to get away with shit. Mm -hmm. And, but her true go-getterness, her hustle comes from you. Hard work comes i mean she was listening mm-hmm. but and you and on the flip side you're caring about other people um being soft where you need to be soft that comes from your mom yeah so exactly i think we probably should have done a better job of communicating on raising you or one way or another oh that's that's not always the it's easiest not what happened. so yeah it's all good no hate no all right so what's the <laughs> best thing you love about your parents I think the same thing that you guys are so different. Like, like you just said, it's like, I learned some things from both of you, but they're like so drastically different. So like, I'm like a hardworking version of you just without the temper. And so it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's weird. I don't know, but it's definitely a good thing. How does Brady fit into that? Aaron Brady, his stepmom, my wife, she's been with us 15 years, basically since you were Mm -hmm. what? Six, five, Oh yeah, six around there. So pretty much your natural born life, mm-hmm. um, she's been around. So how does she fit in with, with the whole thing? I mean, she she jumped right in on the whirly way, mm-hmm. and that's been cool. Um, she, you know, we we did that together. We've always been a unit on business. How were, how did it affect you guys as children? I think that, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. It teaches you how to kind of like eat your words and kind of just deal with the situation Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of times and I just remember it being a kid. So like I was, I was a kid. And so when she'd be like, Oh, it's Sunday, go clean your room and pull weeds for three hours. It's like, you could either be like, no, I don't want to do that. Or you could just be like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And then she's less mad at you. And so <laughs> you kind of just bite the bullet and less you just mad. go do it. Yeah. Like she's still going to be mad because you probably didn't get all the weeds or you missed a t-shirt on your yeah. floor, but she's going to be less mad because you didn't talk back or anything. And so I think that's the main thing. I didn't, I learned that it, sometimes you just got to be managed and yeah. you just got to, it's your boss. You do what you do, what he says, he or she says, and that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Makes you a good employee. Yeah, and even James was in my life for the longest time, and I don't know. I feel like he taught me a lot kind of just about, like, I guess, I mean, he was my coach for the longest time, so Mm -hmm. it was almost like he showed me what, like, a healthy relationship with a coach would be, I guess, because then once he was done coaching me, I just, like, did not enjoy any of my coaches because they were all just coaches and not, like, close with me. And so I think we had, like, a healthy, like, coach-to-athlete Mm. relationship so that was good. he taught me yeah. a lot about like coaching and athletics which is awesome so yeah yeah he sure did um so pretty much you had four parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh you were parented the shit out of yeah yeah <laughs> uh, all right any lasting words you want to say with america what are you promoting anything you promoting any every guest has to promote something 
I'm not promoting anything yet. Um, go to your Facebook page if you want a loan. Call yeah, you. sure. Call Primary Residential Mortgage. There you go. Billy, Billy Campbell team in Loveland. So. Yep. Ask for Brendan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ask for Brendan if you need a loan for your house. Is that in, only in Colorado or where are you guys at? Primary Residential Mortgage is all over the country, but the Billy Campbell team is in Loveland, Colorado. So okay. if you're in Colorado, call the Billy Campbell team. If you're in Colorado, give us the number. 970-223-5052. Man, I'm impressed you knew that Thank right you. off the top of your it's head. because I send 50 VOEs a week. So. <laughs> All right, this is my son, Brendan. We had a pretty good time here. He's a little reserved, actually, right now. It's hilarious because at home, he's just <laughs> crazy, man. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to see you tomorrow night, and yep. probably we're going to go swimming. Sounds good to like me. That. All right, guys, thanks for another episode. Uh, remember to follow us at ronworley.com, uh, YouTube at Ron Worley. No, Sons of Ditches. Uh, that might be an edit point. I don't know. Uh, YouTube us at Sons of Ditches. Uh, and also, remember, castcontentmedia.com is our producer, the wonderful guys over there. Uh, tune in again next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Sons of Ditches. For more information, go to my website, ronworley.com, and my YouTube channel, Sons of Ditches. Facebook, Ron L. Worley, or Instagram at Ronald L. Worley II.